Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is I, Charles Nash, here for another great episode of Political Theater. Now, I'm going to go ahead and tell everybody here at the beginning of the show, because I have a new content policy here now that started here the other night, and it's going to continue going forward. So again, I have to tell this to all of my listeners before we get into anything, any topics of news on the show. Remember, we are now going M for mature here, no more PG. If you have small children or children in the room and you don't like hearing foul language or you don't like hearing the truth and topics, I suggest you have them leave the room. If you're someone who cannot take a uh, certain topic material and the content in which it might be a little bit um, a little bit out there for you to listen to, as in, again, the truth. Some people like the truth, and then you have other people who like the lie that the media sells to them. We don't do that here. So again, if you're one of those people that your head's going to explode when you hear certain content, then I would also tune out. Now, with that being said, I have a guest back on here. Now, I wasn't expecting this individual today, but I, I got a, a message from him that he wanted to come back. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to introduce again uh, Craig Marks, and he is here again. He's going to talk to us about some more uh, topics uh, that is facing Ohio voters. He's running as a uh, open writing candidate for the Ohio governorship against Republican Mike DeWine and Democratic challenger Nan Whaley. And he would like to have your vote. He would like to have you write him in. But it's pivotal that, again, we have to get him and his information out to you, the listener, and the Ohio voter. So, Craig, welcome back to the show. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well said. And it's great to be here with you and be able to say things to people who are voting in November. Uh, politics is one of those things that comes around every couple years, and nothing, in my opinion, is bigger than a presidential election every four-year cycle. It's like a like a massive energy uh, shift of unity in this uh, kind of teeter totter balance one way or the other. And uh, going into the governorship race, uh, it's 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 not that big in terms of the apex that a presidential election will draw, but it's probably right in second place considering the governor's kind of uh, like the president of that state. So when I look at the state of Ohio. And there's kind of a pun intended there. I mean, uh, what is actually the state of the individuals uh, that make up the summation of the state? So are people across Ohio, are they doing well? Are they thriving? Are they happy? Are they enjoying lives, their lives? Are they taking vacations? Uh, you know, are the relationships with their, their children and their parents, is, that, is it good? Uh, or uh, are there a lot of people struggling in Ohio? Uh, and that's where people really have to focus is, uh, is, is the state of the state, if you will. So that's why I'm here. And, 
again, the, the foundation uh, for why I'm running would be those uh, six virtues I mentioned of forgiveness, understanding, compassion, humility, appreciation, and valor. And I know uh, those words, a lot of times if I, if I seem like uh, maybe I'm a fighter in an instance uh, and you think I'm hypocritical because I use the word forgiveness and I should just forgive somebody uh, if they wrong others or wrong you or your children or your family, uh, there is the word valor that I mentioned, which is kind of uh, the act of you're compelled to, to do what's right in the situation. And uh, that's how I feel, uh, which is why uh, when I talk about education, I'm very genuine and passionate, and I have about a decade uh, of my life involved in education. And, and the second uh, thing is justice. And currently, as far as current events, what we have going on right now with the president, president of the United States, uh, Donald Trump, and uh, his house being invaded uh, through an affidavit that people haven't even seen yet, which to me is absolutely insane. Um, considering that's that's a key document in uh, in the legal world that has to be notarized as well. So I'd like to see not just uh, the affidavit and what was written in it in terms of the claims, but uh, who notarized the affidavit uh, as well. Um, so uh, that's why I'm here. And again, I appreciate being here so uh, we could kind of get into those topics. And if it's all right with you, Charles, just for my own learning and input, I kind of like to ask you some questions too, considering, sure. you know, you're here in Marion and sure. you, know, you, you know a lot and hear a lot. And uh, if I could pick your brain throughout this too, Absolutely. especially in those two areas, you know, that would be great. Absolutely. Like I told you, the mic is always open to anybody here. Uh, folks, let, let me tell you how open this mic is. Craig messaged me. I was, I was at work. Everyone knows that I work for the city of Marion for the parks department. I was at work. He said, hey, I, you know, I'm coming to Marion. I, I know this is short notice. Can I, can I come in? Am I, am I accurate in saying this? Absolutely. That's true. The mic is open. I said, hey, I, I'm open after this time here. Come on over. And here we are. We're doing a show. Unscripted. I've got nothing in front of me. And, you know, nine times out of ten, that's how I roll unless I have a manifesto with the news articles or information that, you know, I want to put out to you, the listener. So pick my brain away. Uh, any questions you want to ask me, I'm always open. Okay. Well, I, I would like to start out focusing uh, on the two governors who are running on the ballot, which is Mike DeWine and Nan Whaley. And, you know, for the sake of uh, not getting involved in that old paradigm of politics where I want to say a bunch of negative things about Mike DeWine and I just want to say a bunch of negative things about Nan Whaley. I'd rather stay away from that and just be objective and factual here with what I'm saying and then have people think about some of these these things, these questions or inquiries I'm posing here. But uh, if we look at Mike DeWine, he offered uh, a lottery, a million dollars for children to go get vaccinated, which to me, that's just irresponsible that you have children and you're kind of enticing them uh, to, to really go one way with a lot of money. Um, and, you know, children, even though they're young, they also understand, hey, this money, that could help my parents. If that helps my mom and dad, I'll get to do anything. And uh, so I, I just think that was a bad move. And I could go on a, a, with a lot of other things that he's done in terms of waving off the funding that came in from the federal government 
to go to unemployment people. Uh, and the money was there. I'd like to know what he did with that since he uh, X that from uh, people getting that extra funding that was given by the federal government. Um, well, that went to pay off the business unions who he had closed down or almost got them financially ruined. I mean, that's honestly for me, I'm convinced that that's where the money went to. I have, I said this here the other night, and I'll bring this up again because you were here, and I actually dropped your name last night because I was in one of those moods last night where I, I was a little bit pissed off. And if you haven't heard the episode from last night, which is entitled "Why Americans Are Pissed," give it a listen. You'll find out exactly what I'm talking about. But I, I have had so many people on the street. I had two little old ladies here the other day in the park. And I wasn't trying to eavesdrop on their conversation. That topic was brung up. Why the Business Association here in Ohio is backing Mike DeWine after he went to extreme lengths to shut down small businesses and businesses in general all over Ohio, primarily in Columbus, of all places, where they're already financially hurting here in Ohio. And these little old ladies were talking, and I didn't interject. But the first thing that came to my mind was the answer to it. The answer is, well, that's where you're funding all these millions that he got. That's where your COVID money went. It went into his pockets to pay off individuals in high places in shares within even in their own party because i get this a lot i have a lot of people tell me well you attack democrats too much no i i've attacked the republican party as well i'm an independent i'm a conservative that might shock people that i do i don't really support the parties i really don't if you want if you want me to tell you the honest to god truth this is why I like individuals like yourself coming on that are not party affiliated because that is the problem with politics. Everybody has to have an R or a D behind them. And I keep telling them it's not the party you need to be looking at. It's the individual and the policies that they want to bring to the table for you and your family here in Ohio, or whatever state you're in. And that is the driving force of why I started doing this show. One of them was because of the simple fact I'm trying to persuade people, not for my own purpose, but to get them to go out and look outside of the party box. That is half the problem with voters. And then we get, like we talked about last time, buyer's remorse. Well, I'm kind of pissed off because Mike DeWine got reelected. I didn't vote for him. I voted for the other two guys or the other guy. Now I got to stick to Nan Whaley. Just suck it to him. Okay, so why didn't you just go with somebody else that aligned with your political views? Forget the party. Right. I agree. It's just hard. It's almost ingrained in people's DNA to go one way or the other. Um, 
going back to Mike DeWine and that money, I, you know, if it was allocated to help businesses, then fine, then use it towards that. But that money was for people who were on unemployment. It was a couple hundred dollars a week that he just took away. So, you know, when I say, hey, what did he do with the money? It's, it's very simple. It's math. It's exactly how much was allocated for the unemployment. And since you didn't use it for that, then where did it all go into the penny? I mean, if we're getting 87,000 IRS agents, you know, we could track this stuff down. I'm sure they know your mortgage down to the penny. Uh, so, you know, it's just following the money. But, you know, he gave $175 million to, uh, to the police uh, uh, throughout the state of Ohio. $175 million. That's a lot of money. Now, what does that go towards? Does it go to more body cameras? Does it go to more more guns, tasers, uh, you know, some of these things that were in this paramilitary state, it's not even like the police anymore when we were children, uh, the good old fashioned protect and serve. So these are things that I know in the past for decades and decades and decades, that's what you run on as a politician is, hey, I support all law enforcement. And I give them a lot of money. And then the law enforcement guys get on the commercial, the sheriffs or the chiefs and say, yeah, vote for this guy. So then people do. Uh, because they just assume, hey, I'll listen to the guy with the gun. He says to vote for this guy. I'm kind of the polar opposite. I go 180 degrees. I say, hey, look, I'm actually as governor, I would look to terminate a lot of dirty cops, a lot of corrupt law enforcement. I mean, that would be, uh, you know, one of my top things as governor is to make sure that justice in the state of Ohio is actually justice, where it makes sense, where uh, police have to uh, follow laws and rules and uh, can't just use intimidation at will or uh, accidentally uh, misdocument uh, document something or, or lose documentation, uh, things that have happened in the past. So um, I think that needs to be a, a focal point. Uh, there's kind of a big push in the media around Youngstown now to everybody has to comply with the cops at all costs. It's just failure to comply. You have to comply. Um, I mean, I didn't comply with the masks. I didn't comply. Um, I didn't comply with the six feet, stay away six feet. I didn't walk around the table. I didn't comply. Um, were there consequences to that? You know, sure. Uh, but there were also consequences for people that did comply uh, with things. Uh, so I think we all have to look at ourselves as individual, how our lives are going. Uh, for those small few, uh, that, that very small percentage um, even though I'm sure it would equate to being thousands of people throughout the state of Ohio, that things are good for you. Maybe since 2020, financially, you've skyrocketed, you know, you're doing better. Um, and, and that's kind of uh, how you see the reality, but it's not it for everybody. The, the majority, the, the mass majority, I believe, are struggling a lot, uh, not just financially, but uh, with uh, the hope of their future, uh, with how they project out uh, as far as are things going to get better or worse. Um, so those are the things I'd like to focus on in terms of how do we make our future better. Uh, and again, I, I don't want to just uh, belittle Mike DeWine. And there's no pun intended in that one. Um, but I would like to say that uh, what I would like to do to change the state is, number one, we're going to feed the kids healthy in schools. That's going to be an imperative, extremely healthy food. Uh, we're going to create school environments where uh, we go back to honoring teachers, almost like you salute them when you see a teacher. 
uh, and principals should do the same when they see teachers. So uh, we have to get respect to teachers uh, and, and we got to pay them. We, we got to pay them significantly. Um, if some of these politicians can be worth millions and millions of dollars, uh, we could definitely pay teachers significantly more than what we're paying them. Um, back on the money track, as far as paying people, uh, I know Nan Whaley's running an ad in Youngstown about paying people like 350 bucks if they vote for her. So I figured, well, if we could just kind of pay people off for votes, I'll just go with $3,000. I think people should get $3,000, not 350 and we should start that immediately, and that should go uh, quarterly. So every three months, it's recurring. And uh, you know, the governor, the, the term's four years, so we'll just do that the entire four years, where everybody, so a family, well, you and your wife, Charles, you would get three, she would get three. So that's six thousand dollars every three months coming in. You guys are probably going to take uh, at least one or two more vacations throughout the year, um, and probably find yourself in less financial stress uh, than you have. Um, so I'm not opposed uh, to uh, of Nan Whaley offering people money if they vote for her. I just, I don't think she's offering enough. It's like telling someone you'll pay them $15 an hour for a job when if you pay them 30, well, now, now they're good. Let me ask you this. And I, I get where you're coming from with this. Let's say, let's say you're elected. Let's say you win the governorship. If you're going to give, if you're going to allot people money, and let's say any amount, <clears throat> does, does Ohio, because I, I, I get this question all the time, does Ohio financially have that money to do that? Well, the insurance companies have the money to do that. So that's where you go for the money. Where is Ohio going to come up with the money to help people out? Now, when I say the $3,000, uh, let's kind of look at the overall point. I want to get money in people's pockets. So if you're working a job where you're making $15 an hour, then the state of Ohio can do a $15 an hour match. Now you're making 30. So now you're bringing in that money and you're feeling valued. You feel good about yourself. Hey, they think I'm worth this. I'm getting paid this. The state's helping me out. My employer's helping me out. So now you probably want to go help someone out too, because you're feeling uh, good about the situation. Um, but it's been the other way around for a long, long time where uh, these employers have the advantage and they understand that. Uh, when you go back to the mathematics of all this and, uh, you know, Mike DeWine's flyer here says, hey, new job and lower taxes, uh, new jobs. What are the new jobs? Just be specific. I mean, you could put out a website. And why don't you just list, list 100 jobs and list what are they paying? And that's just 100 jobs. Then list how many people throughout Ohio need jobs. Is it 10,000? Is it 20,000? Because if 20,000 people need jobs, then you should be listing 20,000 jobs and what they're paying. And if they're not good, fulfilling, paying jobs, then I don't think you should go around as a politician and say, hey, we're going to have these jobs for you. Because I've heard this since I was a little kid. I'm 41 years old. It's the same mm -hmm. story over and over and over. So, well, what's the solution? If people need money, what do you got to do? Well, you got to help them out. You got to create money. You got to get it from somewhere. And you got to get it directly to the people as a crutch because of how things are currently and how they've been for years. I mean, when gas went to over five bucks, it, it pretty much snapped things for a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you don't just come back from that uh, if, if you were one of those people on the lower end. And again, if you're a multimillionaire and you got the jack, it's really no big deal for you. It's not the end of the world because the money's still there. 
Um, so there has to be things we can do in terms of a state government to look at the citizens and the civilians in that state and say, hey, look, here's a huge number of people, thousands upon thousands who are struggling financially. Why can't we give them some real financial help? Kind of bang them, if you will, with some, some money, some serious money coming in. Not a couple hundred for you here and a couple hundred for you there. Um, but, you know, here, let's get people significant money. Uh, so they could breathe at the end of the night, so they could sleep a little bit easier um, and, until we get things figured out for um, people to really uh, thrive and, and live a more enjoyful life. And it's really hard to do when you look at your finances and you look at the jobs that are out there and what they're paying. They're kind of soul crushing for a lot of people. That's the reality. Of it. Let me ask you this before. Because I've, I've got a couple minutes here before we, we go to our first commercial timeout. Um, do you have anything in the works to where any events that you're going to be at where people are maybe listening in, tuning in and listening to this, hearing your voice, hearing what you're talking about? They, they say, hey, you know, we're generally interested in this individual. I want to know more about it. I want to have a chance to meet this person. Is there any events that you have planned on coming up where anybody can can talk to you? Yeah, I'm, I'll be at uh, Kenton Country Club tomorrow. There's a fundraiser for an Ohio representative for the 83rd district. His name is John Cross. Um, I will be there. Uh, and then in the evening tomorrow, I will be back in Youngstown. Uh, Ron DeSantis is speaking at the Metroplex in Girard. Uh, I will also be there. But as far as uh, me going out and uh, and speaking at an event that's just for me. I don't have anything lined up like that. Uh, I could tell you right now, at some point, I will be down at the, the Capitol, the State House, even if I have to have a megaphone uh, to, to speak. I know once it gets closer to November, especially around October, it's kind of when it gets down to crunch time. And because of how I feel the candidates, uh, Mike DeWine and Nan Whaley, I don't feel they're very strong candidates. I don't feel that they're genuine leaders. I don't feel that both of them have great ideas and they're out there talking about solutions on how to fix things going forward. I think they're doing whatever they have to do to get votes uh, and that's it. Um, well, they're, everyone's stuck. That, that's the problem. I mean, that's, and it's not even before we, we, we started the show, we were kind of talking about this. And this is exactly what I keep hearing from all sorts of people on the street. I mean, I talk to people, I go out of my way to talk to people all the time. Some are happy about it, some are not. So I hear different comments said constantly. And that's, that's, the, that's the, the nitty gritty right here of the, of the whole subject is the November election here for Ohio. Because I hear one of two things. I'm not voting for a Democrat. I think everyone is seeing the red wave if you're on the Republican Party side. You've just seen huge, massive blowouts. Look at Liz Cheney here the other day in Wyoming. Blown out by 30-plus points by a Trump-backed candidate. Now, I kind of already figured that was going to happen because it's Liz Cheney. But... Is it out of the realm of possibility? Because I hear a lot of people here saying, I'm not voting for a Democrat. Or I'll get, I'm going to vote for her because the simple fact, I sure as hell don't want to see Mike DeWine get it because he cheated. 
Then I get the, the other side of the story. I get, well, look what we're stuck with. I'm not voting for a Democrat. I really don't like Mike DeWine, but what other choice do I have? Right. I, I guess when what you said about Liz Cheney, uh, I think of the massive disconnect that she has along with other people similar to her, uh, where she said uh, that she could have easily won had she just supported Trump. Uh, and I think in her self-fulfilling prophecy, looking at her face when she made the comment, I believe she really believes that, where she doesn't understand that she lost by hundreds upon hundreds oh, yeah. upon hundreds of thousands of votes and, and got whooped and still doesn't quite understand that uh, the people have spoken. When you have the majority of people that are against you, they're against you for a reason, you have to at least reflect and, and look at yourself and go, well, if there's that many people that didn't want me, uh, instead her response is, well, now I think I'll run for president in 2024. So again, just a massive disconnect. And I think that is one of the advantages with me uh, that I don't have experience in the political realm. I have experience in education. I have experience with insurance and uh, a lot of other life experience as well. But uh, I feel like people need to look for something different, kind of seek something different. That's what I offer. If you write the name in Craig Marks for governor for Ohio, I think you would see massive change in the state of Ohio. And hopefully that can emanate out through uh, the rest of the country as long as the positive is cha uh, the change is positive and uh, people again are going back to having fun in life. Do they smile? Do they laugh financially? Uh, is there security there? Do they feel stable? But uh, you know, people really have to start to to look genuinely within themselves about. Uh, what is going on in the world in terms of uh, fake propaganda, in terms of uh, television, which is kind of like, like an alpha state hypnosis, I think, with a lot of people, uh, television is. And, uh, you know, I would fall victim to that just like everybody else. Yeah. Uh, so I think we, we really need to kind of get back to our roots as people, which should be to look to help people, uh, to look to help community um, and, uh, that's what I want to do as governor. And there's a lot of smart people in Ohio, uh, that I know can work together to make that happen. Well, I am 27 minutes here going on 28 into the first part of the show here. I have to take my first commercial timeout for my think local businesses. I have to, again, I have Craig Marks here. He is here tonight. He's running as independent write-in for uh, the Ohio governorship. He is here. We're going to talk some more about um, issues here in Ohio and, and where he stands. And um, so just don't, don't tune out if you're wanting to get more information about him. This is a great opportunity for you to find out more about this gentleman. So again, I have more when we come back. So stay tuned. I will be right back. How many people love sweets? Well, if you're anything like me, folks, you always have that sweet tooth. 
but there's a solution when it comes to your sugar delight needs. Introducing Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery. With over 40 plus years in bakery experience, Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery is your one-stop shop for all your bakery sweets that you're ever going to need, folks. From delicious sugar cookies decorated to match any special party or party theme occasion, pies and amazing cupcakes from garment flavors to traditional and fabulous wedding cakes for that one-in-a-lifetime moment, Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery is hands down the professional and dependable business that you need to order from. For more information, contact Sprinkle Lisa Cookies and Cakery at 419-709-0918 or check out their Facebook page for more details and special offers. Dad, I want a cookie. Looks like I'm going to be making a late night order to Lisa Sprinkles Cookies and Cakeries, folks. Need an outside cleaning? Better call ProSelect! House siding, brick, or exterior dirtied or mildewed? Better call ProSelect! Deck looking dingy or yellowed? Better call ProSelect! How about gutter stains or window smudges? You better call ProSelect! ProSelect Exterior Cleaning and Services. For more information or to schedule a free estimate, call 740-504-8311 or visit their website at ProSelect LLC or Facebook. Email them at proselect.es at gmail.com for more information. When it comes to Mother Nature, anything is possible. And with the unknown possibility comes severe weather. With these severe weather, what usually happens? You get down trees. Once the tree is removed, you've got these stumps just sitting everywhere. They're ungodly, and they're just sitting in your yard, folks. Rather in the backyard, the front yard, up against your house. And they're just a sight for sore eyes. You have to mow around them. You have to stare at them through your windows. Your neighbors don't like seeing it. It makes your property values go down. And over time, stumps start to decay, become sinkholes, or even become bug infested. And who wants to have to call an exterminator for an extra cost? But folks, there is an answer to this problem. It's called Neidhart's Stump Removal and Land Clearing Operations. A family-owned and operated business Nyhart's Stump Removal offers not only stump removal, but forestry, logging, tree cutting services, demolition, as well as excavation. And they're fully insured if something would happen while they're on the job. For more information, you can contact them at 740-751-5654 or visit their website at www nineheartsstumpremoval.com or send your questions to info at nineheartstumpremoval.com Friends, when it comes to big 
costly concrete projects, rather for the residential, commercial, or just for decorative needs. You want a company that's reliable and professionally dependable. That's why for all of my concrete project needs, I contact the people at Pennington Concrete. Pennington Concrete is locally owned and an operated business. They specialize in residential, commercial, and decorative concretes. And they are a five-star rated business. So if you have any concrete projects and need help getting your concrete masterpiece off the ground, put the trowel tools down and call the professionals at Pennington Concrete. You'll save loads of time, money, and headaches. For more information, you can contact Pennington Concrete at 740-396-7620 or check out their Facebook page under Pennington Concrete and tell them that Charles Nash from Political Theater sent you. And as always, we are back from our first commercial timeout here. Excuse me. And as you can hear, I have my disclaimer for parental discretion is advised because of the simple fact, folks. Again, like I have said, from now going forward, this mic is unchained. You can say whatever you, you want to say on here. Their language is, is not an issue. Um, if you don't like that or you have small children, have them leave the room. If, if you don't like the topics that are being discussed or the verbiage, I would say tune out. I'm, I'm going to have to pull a, a, a 1990s Howard Stern here when he was actually relevant. Um, not like he is nowadays where he's gone to the side of the dark side of the liberals. But again, that's that's where we stand here with, with the show. So getting back to where we were at before our first commercial timeout, I have Craig Marks here who's running as a write-in candidate for the Ohio governorship. We're going to get right back into the mix of the news and, and some of the topics here um, with the races coming up here. Uh, in November, and where he stands on on certain topics and certain issues. So if you're you've never heard of him or you're interested in what you're hearing, this is a great place. Just stay tuned and listen in. You're going to learn about this candidate here. Now, Craig, before I I get into any other other questions here, um, I'm going to give you the mic again starting right back into the show here. So is there any any topic, because you said you wanted to pick my brain some, is there any topic that you would like to discuss more than anything else that's, that's kind of eaten you or do you want to get at? I did. I wanted to talk about the court system. Uh, other than education, which would be the number one focus, uh, last time I was here I mentioned Kenny Norris, the lieutenant governor on the ballot with me, uh, he has about 30 years in education, uh, was a science teacher, high school, chemistry teacher, uh, principal. Uh, so he's very seasoned and experienced with education. And uh, that would go to him in terms of uh, all of these schools in Ohio. Uh, you know, he's going to go there and make sure we're implementing uh, all of these 
uh, policies and procedures to, to make school uh, uh, fun. And again, that uh, self-efficacy where you uh, increase the student's belief in their ability to learn. Again, it's like a derivative of confidence. Um, so anyways, uh, you know, that's kind of uh, my, my main focus and s as well as Kenny's focus is education. But next to that would be the judicial system. Going back to good old-fashioned checks and balances, the governorship would lie under the executive branch, and then you have the judiciary over there, which to me went off the charts and off the rails a long time ago. I don't think that they've been checked or there's any near a balance with the three legislative bodies. Uh, in my personal opinion, it seems like it goes the judicial system way up top beyond uh, the, the climax or the apex. And then next to that would be the legislative branch. And then somewhere down below is the executive. And uh, it, it doesn't feel or, and it can easily justify why things aren't right with the three bodies of government. So those are going to need tweaked. Um, but the judicial branch is uh, specifically the court system is something I would want to focus on my attention as governor and uh, get into the court system and really dig into specific judges, magistrates, clerks, uh, their documentation, any backdating, any claims against them, uh, things like that to really clean out um, dirty, dirty officials, court officials. And uh, again, I mentioned law enforcement earlier as well, the dirty ones. I believe there's good cops out there. There's good, honest cops. There's good, honest judges and, and good, honest attorneys. I just don't believe there's that many of them. I feel like they value their money and intimidation uh, well beyond people's rights, which they'll violate at will. And I don't feel like they care as long as their pockets are getting lined. Um, and uh, I wanted to bring out a couple of things tonight that people might not be aware of within the, the court system. Uh, I'll give one example where an attorney can uh, run for judge and his uh, partnering attorney, who he's been partners with for, say, a decade, um, is legally allowed. And, and, and this could even be looked up uh, how much they, they give him. They, he could go ahead and donate $2,000 to his uh, attorney buddy who's his partner who's running for judge and then uh, you know that guy accepts that two thousand dollars and then you know a month later he becomes judge and next week here comes his old uh, attorney buddy that he worked with in with his client who gave him money and then the judge is gonna rule favorably uh, to his buddy who just paid him off the two thousand dollars a month prior and you know it's ludicrous but that's the reality of how our court system works it's it's all based on money and intimidation. And if we're not going to take your money, which they will, then they'll take your time away from you. And they'll threaten a lot of your time, five years, uh, you know, here, we'll take five years of your life, no problem. It's no big deal to them as long as they're making their money and they have that enforcement power. Um, you know, they feel like they're untouchable and they can do what they want. And we have to shift to having these people in these positions, whether it's law enforcement or uh, attorneys, judges, magistrates, clerks, that they also can be prosecuted and they can be publicly prosecuted where, again, their names and their faces go on a public database and um, people can uh, go ahead and put their strikes, strike one, strike two, strike three, and people can look at that. And eventually, um, you know, that's something an attorney general should be looking into is, hey, look, 
you know, we get a lot of complaints about this judge over here in Van Wert County uh, for corruption. What's going on? Well, now you're under investigation. So you put them through that process to keep them in check, to make sure that uh, they're not being corrupt. They're not doing backdating. They're not losing documentation. They're not drafting knowingly false affidavits and then notarizing them. Um, you know, these are things that, that happen in the courts do. There's corruption within courts that, I mean, it's a lot of people wouldn't believe it, but uh, it's real. And if you can't see that now with just uh, President Trump and what he went through with a, a signed affidavit, which we still haven't seen. Um, so anyways, going back to the court system, and I wanted to pick your brain on it because I personally mentioned vaguely, I've had issues with multiple courts and uh, with corruption. And I feel like I'm not the only one that you have also seen that. So oh, yeah, I, 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 we were just talking about this um, when we were on, on break. Uh, I'm not going to get into specifics because I, I have an issue going on pending right now. But here's, here's an example for the listeners. You, you just heard this. I'm not going to go into all the details here. I'm going to make this very short. You pay $6,000 because let's get real. A retainer's fee for an attorney is anywhere. This is, the, this is the lowest amount that I've seen in the last two years. Myself, three grand, $3,000. That's the retainer fee. Most of them are free all the way up to six on up. You pay that much to have legal representation. You go to court, you go in front of a judge. Judge says, okay, we're gonna have another, another session here down the road. Why do we have to have, well, we have to have evidence from them. The discovery phase, and you guys have to go through mediation. Okay, fine, fine. You go through all of that, and let's say, you get there in front of the judge again. This is the problem that I have. I have no idea why when you have, especially as a guy, and it's not just, not just with child custody. It has to do with just your rights as a man. Your legal rights or your parental rights. Why is it the court will put the guy, especially here in Ohio, through the ringer and not the mother? And I'm not trying to sound sexist here. Another great example, if you're in shared parenting, which is called joint parenting, folks, I have no idea why the state of Ohio requires that you have to pay child support if you're in 50-50 shared parenting, which I want to bring up that as of last year, 2021, the court system here in Ohio ruled that that's what they're going to start going with unless there's an, a, a really terrible reason that they only can give one parent full custody, which would be abuse, drugs, so name it. Those are, are, are big issues where I can see where you have one parent taking care of a kid. But if you're going to go to a joint system, why are we still doing child support? I get this not just from my part. I'm not complaining and bitching just from my part. I'm talking about dads all over Ohio. I have got emails about this. Why is it 
that you work hard every day to turn around and have to give your money away. When the other party, the judge says, yeah, you need to work a job, and they don't. They don't enforce it. They don't care to enforce it. When you have an agreement, let's say, and you're supposed to be 50-50 medical, education, decision-making, and you have one parent overrule you on any of those three topics, you go and try to get in front of a judge and they say, well, we're sorry, even though it's on the paper that you paid six grand for, those rights afforded you, your, 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 civil, your, your civil liberty rights, your rights as a parent, they really don't mean anything because you're a guy. I know exactly where you're coming from. I feel for you, and I agree with you. Um, and this is what I mean about the courts that need revived and reformed completely is, you know, they have to be based on on more common sense. And uh, they've gone off the rails where, it, you know, it's not based on that anymore. Um, but what you're saying with $6,000, that money could have been utilized for the kids. Exactly. Um, and instead... Now it goes into this system and they're happy to take the case because it's money for the courts and the people that work in the courts and that are associated with the courts. Um, but here's the problem with all of it is people shouldn't need attorneys and they shouldn't have to pay these $3,000 retainers. Sorry and about that. That's okay. And the reason I say that is because when you go in and you agree to sign an attorney, you're basically saying that uh, you're not capable of representing yourself. So therefore, since you're not capable, you're just allowing that attorney to represent you in, in every way, uh, shape and form. So I don't like to give up that right. I'm capable of representing myself. What's the claim? Who's making the claim? Because I get to face that person uh, who's making a claim against me. Um, uh, so I think sometimes people have to get back to the basics and uh, really look at the, the situations and uh, see if it's necessary to waste all this money on attorneys when you can go in. And uh, it's a very intimidating situation. And that's, the, that's how they get you. Because when you walk into court, the attorneys, the judges, and the law enforcement, it's kind of like a tirade. Um, they're, they're three working against uh, the defendant coming in. Um, and so a lot of times people, that's why they pay for the representation. I understand I've, I've done it. I've gotten ripped off plenty uh, from attorneys who they'll take your money. They'll leave you high and dry, um, decrees or settlements are broken. Um, you know, things aren't uh, documented correctly, uh, taken out of context. There, there's a whole slew of things that go wrong, uh, within the courts. But again, that's why as governor, I would definitely probe into the court system and uh, we need to make these things public. Uh, I know one of the courthouses I've, I've dealt with Van Wert County, extremely corrupt County in their courthouse. Uh, you know, they'll video record inside the courthouse, but then you can't bring your phone and record inside. Well, why not? You guys get to record, but I don't get to record you, you know, and that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about is, uh, there should be that transparency, but there's a lot of things they don't want you to see. And you're right on that, not trying to cut you off, because there's, there's a gentleman that I've, I've seen on TV. He's also actually on a lot of social media networks. He has it on YouTube. He is basically a, an auditor of the, the justice system. 
what he calls himself. He goes in to public, and they're public. The court, and, and, and you have a, it, I'm, I'm so glad you said this. They can record you, but you're not allowed to record audio or visual yourself. But yet it's stated within the guidelines of the county or the state. And almost every state, their, their guidelines on this are crystal clear. You're in a public building. You are supposed to have the right to be able to do that. But yet, there's the there's the stickers on the door. You're not allowed to videotape or record. But this is a public building. I paid for this. Absolutely. And I don't mean to cut you off, but I've been in uh, a court where, or attempted to get into the court, uh, where they actually had locks and chains on the doors around the COVID time, March, April, May. Well, would, did we just close the courts? I know you, you, they should be open right now. I mean, these are operating hours and you just shut it down with a sticker on the door saying, oh, you know, due to the pandemic. Well, you know what? I need in there. I have a complaint about some law enforcement officers. I need to document it and have it stamped by the clerk, timestamped, you know, today. Uh, not when you guys feel you could just what, unchain the doors. And that was a federal courthouse. Um, I've been in a, another municipal courthouse where, or, uh, hey, you can't come in here unless you wear a mask and it's all on the doors. Well, yeah, but I need to get in the courthouse. So I have to go in, even though you're telling me I'm not allowed to come in unless I have a mask. Well, okay. So if I have an arraignment, I can't wear a mask due to my asthma or my medical condition. Uh, so I guess I can't come to my arraignment because you're telling me I'm not allowed in. Uh, unless I wear a mask, I can't wear a mask. So well, where's the logic in that? Does the logic not apply? Is it just, you know, hey, do what we say, you know, shut your mouth or cover it up. And, you know, we'll tell you anything. You just have to do what we say. Give us your money or we'll threaten you with time. And uh, it really has gotten out of control. And that's why I said earlier about the checks and balances. I mean, if you can't see by now the off balance in the judiciary, um, you're not really looking at the three bodies of government. And maybe you are and you're saying the legislative is more corrupt than the judiciary, which it's possible uh, with all the legislators. And I know they're not going to like this if any of them ever listen to it. But when you look at the Internet, blockchain technology, excuse me, uh, what you can do is have the people represent themselves. I don't really need to vote for this one guy in my district here, who then he represents all of us. Why doesn't just all of us represent all of us? And we could just go right online and bing, and we can vote on uh, uh, our uh, our issues or what we'd like to see. You know, if you if you put people together, kind of in like a group hive mind, and you say, hey, where would you like to take the future? I believe the vast majority of the people would kind of steer that ship in a good positive direction. Yes, you'd have some people that would want to take the reins and take it over the cliff or you know down a waterfall. But I feel like the majority of people, if you really listen to what the majority want, uh, they're going to take things in a good direction. Uh, the last presidential election in 2020, you know, if you really believe Joe Biden got that many votes, if you believe he got 10 million more votes than Barack Obama did in 2012, if you think Joe Biden got, you know, that many tens of millions of votes across the country uh, and he won, if you believe that, uh, then, you know, you're in this reality. We're all in this reality. Uh, 
that uh, could be skewed or off. And, uh, you know, it's not following what the will, what the majority of the people, uh, where they were going with this country, where they wanted to go uh, with this country in their lives. Um, and that's what I mean is uh, you can kind of throw the trajectory off of, uh, say, a timeline. Where should we be at this time period right now? Um, you know, we're kind of coming into the end of 2022 and it's going to be 2023 really soon. Are we all going to be in a position and in a place that we thought years prior, hey, by 2023, it'd be great if we're all here. Is that where we're going to be? Or are we going to be somewhere totally different? You know, and, and we'll know as that time period approaches. But I feel like if you have the will of the people, which is why I would like people to write my name in, it's pretty easy to count that. So uh, voter fraud is kind of difficult. If, if I would have, uh, you know, thousands upon thousands of people actually write my name in, it's a, it's a simple count. But I feel like I would do that with the direction of the state is, is alter it um, in, a, in a vastly different direction than we've been in the last few years and that, you know, I, I kind of foresee us going. In. You know, there was an article here talking about corruption in law and, and law enforcement and the... Um, judges here in Ohio. I read it in the Columbus Dispatch here the other day, and it was titled, um, Mike DeWine was to give back more to the Justice Department. And it says, but we guess not. I guess he went back on his word. And if you don't know who Mike DeWine is, he's who I refer to as Little Garth, you know, from Wayne's World. Everybody remember him? I, I got a clip here. You can all, you can all hear it. That was that was Garth from Wayne's World. That's that's who I, I I like to refer to as Mike DeWine. He just looks like Garth from Wayne's World. Every time he's on there, and they have a little lady on there with, with doing the sign language. Mm -hmm. I swear he looks like Garth from Wayne's World. So I I call him Little Garth is what I I call Mike DeWine. But Mike DeWine, I guess, went back on giving more power. Uh, away from himself, from the governorship to to the Justice Department here in Ohio. And it was a big write-up. It was in the Columbus Dispatch. I read it yesterday. And let me ask you, do you, do you think that's because there's a lot of corruption behind Mike DeWine? I know you're not wanting to get into the blame game, but I, I mean, honest answer. here. Yeah, no, absolutely. Not blame game. Just I, I would just want to call out the facts as I see them with Mike DeWine. Um, yeah, I feel going from being the attorney general and then jumping up to the executive, I feel that's just a conflict of interest. Uh, you know, I, I look at it that way, not, hey, it's great experience. Look, someone's attorney general, so then they should be governor. Well, why so? You know, to me, if you look at the governorship, again, it's a popularity contest. And that's it. That's really all it comes down to is, hey, who gets the most votes in the state uh, as far as the summation of the people in the state, who do the majority of them want uh, to lead their state? Uh, and Mike DeWine, he just, he doesn't have genuine leadership. I see him with the little man syndrome that uh, is bullyish and uh, he likes to use his court experience because attorneys that, you know, talk in court, they have that experience and they're comfortable doing it. 
uh, and it's a very hard thing to do. Uh, so there's almost a, a, an arrogance or this uh, ego that's off the charts uh, with Mike DeWine. I, I feel like he oozes it. I don't know. It's been obvious for me to see for years and years. I know when he was attorney general in Ohio, the things that went on in Van Wert County that were allowed to go on in Van Wert County under his watch, uh, he, he should do some time for. Um, it's that bad. Uh, and, and I mean that. I'm, again, I'm not the only one uh, like yourself without going into our specific details uh, that has gotten railroaded. Um, by judges and, and magistrates and, and the whole system uh, with law enforcement and their documentation. Uh, and uh, it's, not, it's not helping families. Uh, you know, let me put it this way for dads or fathers or you know, men in general. But uh, when, when things are difficult uh, on a man financially, that resonates out to his family. Uh, when things are good for a dad or a father, uh, again, that, that will matriculate out to the family. And, uh, you know, these are things the courts really need to seriously look at is, is almost, a, a more of a compassion towards these families who are going through hard times and looking to mediate things just so they're fair. Again, common sense is, Hey, you know, a lot of times people are just trying to be fair. If, if there's children involved, hey, can one see if it's 10 days, can one see them five and another see them five? You know, that's fair or it should be as close as possible. If one parent gets them six and the other gets them four days and it makes 10, you know, it, it as long as they're okay and they agree with that and there's no problems. You know, these things should be common sense, but they've become so one-sided and uh, it makes things a lot harder on, uh, on individuals and on families. And we should be looking to do the opposite. You know, we should be looking to, to help these uh, people. Uh, and financially, what you're doing is you're almost stealing from them. And you're making the people feel like they have no way out other than, man, I have to pay all this money. But then that just, again, puts you uh, a lot more behind. And uh, that's why earlier I mentioned about some sort of stimulus or we got to help people out financially because, you know, the courts are taking probably 50, 60% of the couples uh, that get married, you know, they're, they're taking uh, a lot of their finances away. And I don't think the courts should be involved like they are with, with marriages, uh, with marriage licenses. Um, you know, that we can have a whole separate entity that looks at marriages, but, you know, as far as getting the courts involved and police involved in law, oh, it's, it's domestic, you know, they just use semantics like a term and then it's get, it's thrown under that umbrella and people just assume, oh, you know, there's some sort of fight or whatnot, but, you know, without really understanding the context of things. And, uh, I feel like the courts have to be put on trial in a sense publicly and you have to make examples of individuals within the court system that are committing corruption. You know, you have to put them on the news and you have to show their face and say, hey, this is the judge or the attorney and, and, and what they did wrong. And, and in a good positive note, I actually am seeing things like that. And I don't know if maybe it's coming across my news feeds a lot in the last few days. But I am seeing things. Uh, uh, a local attorney got busted for some fraud, stealing money. Uh, uh, you know, there were some judges that are uh, going to jail for the rest of their life. For uh, I saw that on the news this morning. 
um, for corruption. Uh, so it's good to see that, hey, look, you, this is what you have to do. You have to hold them accountable, especially uh, the position that they're in. You know, it's uh, they're in that position um, of justice. And that's very important to people. I think it's like breathing or, or blinking. It's something people they need it in their life. And if you, if you don't see it happening or the opposite, you see a lot of injustices happening, um, you know, it kind of changes you. Mm -hmm. Now I am about 27 minutes here into the second part of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Now, when we come back, we've got one more segment here before, before I end the show and wrap it down. Um, I do, I'm going to pose a question to you here. It's not so much a question as, as, uh, there's an individual here. I don't know if you've heard of him or not. He, his, his name is J.D. Vance. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of J.D. Vance? Sure. I've heard he, of him. Um, he is running um, for the Republican primary here in, uh, for this year in the Ohio Senate election. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's, he's taken out a lot of candidates. He's been backed by Donald Trump. And I guess what I'm going to get to when we come back, I just have this question. He has a lot of values in which he's fighting for because he's been looked at as the underdog. The media has dogged this guy and he's, he's won. Mm -hmm. And uh, he has a lot of values I've been going through that kind of crisscross with you, with what you're wanting to do. Mm -hmm. He is a big advocate too, that there's a lot of issues within the justice system and within the education system here in Ohio. So when I get back, I guess my question I'm going to pose to you is, I think you should actually reach out to this, this gentleman. I think you guys have a lot in common. And it's, it's one of those things where it, it's when I see some of the similarities that you're talking about here, mm -hmm. and I know you're running as a write-in, but I do feel that if you get your name out even more, you're you're going to pick up momentum with some of these some of these other guys that's running. And but I, I've I've got more about that. I'm I'm running out of time here. When we come back, I want to address that. With you. So when we come back, like I said, I've I've got uh, Craig Marks here, and uh, he's running as a writing candidate for the Ohio governorship. And I'll have more questions for him and and answers when we come back from our last commercial timeout. So stay with me. I'll be right back. Time. A word we take for granted. As the years pass by, so does one's age. Families and loved ones share memories and moments. Many times as loved ones pass on, they bequeath antiques from their past that end up carrying on into the future through their loved ones. As antique items are handed down through generation to generation. Friends, if you're someone like me, antiques are a way to pass along one story onto the next generation. And maybe that's why my friends at the On The Square Antiques specialize in just that, antiques. Located in downtown Mount Gilead, Ohio, On the Square Antiques feature fine antiques, collectibles, furniture, grand millennial, granny chick, artwork, 
and very nice jewelry. Store hours are Wednesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., and Sunday, 12 to 4 p.m. They arrange payments very easily, and you can pick up at your own convenience or shipping options are available. For more information, check out their Facebook page on On The Square Antiques, or you can message them at onthesquareantiques at yahoo.com, or even by phone, area code 614-330-6322. And as they always say, happy antiquing. Stress, headaches, and long hours at work. That pain in your lower back that just won't go away. Day after day, week after long week. You for once wish you could be pampered. Get some feeling of relaxation you've long deserved. Well, I'm happy to announce you can. And it's easy, affordable, and just a click or phone call away. When life has taken away my relaxation, I check into the Tailored Massage Therapy and Wellness. Located at 6174 Commerce Drive, Suit E in Mount Gilead, Ohio, Tailored Massage Therapy and Wellness offer a wide variety of services, including relaxation massage, therapeutic deep tissue massage, cupping, hot stones, prenatal massage, facials, facial waxing and cupping, eyebrow tinting and eyelash lifting, CBD muscle mender, and even aromatherapy. They are a five-star rated business. Operating hours are Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. For more information, check out their Facebook page or tailoredmassagetherapyandwellness.com. You can also contact them by email at tailoredmassagewellness at gmail.com or by phone, area code 567-233-3288. My friends, how many people here have a driveway or maybe have a driveway that needs repaired? Well, I have a great company here. It is KB the Gravel Guy LLC. Now they are located in mid-Ohio, in the Ohio area. They are basically a gravel company. They will come in, completely redo your driveway. Maybe you have some holes that need to be filled in. Well, KB the Gravel Guy can take care of that for you. Now I have their information here. You can rather go to their Facebook page under KB the Gravel Guy, or you can give them a telephone call, area code 419-564-7231, or you can even message them through their Facebook page and app. Again, that's KB, the gravel guy, for all of your gravel needs. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. It's me again, Charles Nash, your host from Political Theater. 
When you wake up in the morning, you're tired. You're trying to fumble around the bedroom, find your way down the stairs into your kitchen. And what's the one thing you want to do? You want to get woke up. Well, that's where I have a problem. In the morning, I try to find the best coffee that I possibly can. The regular things off the store shelves just don't work for me. But I found a coffee and a company that does. It's called Black Rifle Coffee. Now, Black Rifle Coffee is made and owned by veterans here in the United States. They serve a premium coffee. The coffee is imported from highly qualified coffee beans from Colombia and Brazil. They're roasted for five days at their facilities in Manchester, Tennessee and Salt Lake City, Utah. They have some of the best coffee that you can imagine. One cup and even a half a cup gets me woke up in the morning and I've got enough energy to carry me through the rest of the day. So I'm here to tell you about Black Rifle Coffee. You can go online to blackriflecoffee.com, order from their webpage. They will ship it to your house directly. They've got several different kinds of roasts. And again, some of the best coffee you'll ever have. That's Black Rifle Coffee. And if you don't want to believe me or take my word for it, go to their website. You can get a free trial yourself and taste the magic in their coffee. Again, that's Black Rifle Coffee. Try it. When you are in need of drain and plumbing services, there's only one place, ladies and gentlemen, for local service that you can actually rely on. That is Dolan Drain and Plumbing Service. Located in Cardington, serving the Morrow County area, Dolan Drain and Plumbing offer quality service and customer satisfaction. With drain cleaning, camera inspections, and a full plumbing service, they offer a 24-7 emergency service for you and your family when the unexpected rears its ugly head. Billing is easy and affordable, and they offer a 10% off for services with cash payments. So if you are in need of a drain or a plumbing service issue, call Doolin and Plumbing Service, area code 419-560-6807, and put your drain and plumbing services in their hands. You'll be thankful you did, folks. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's me, Charles Nash, from Political Theater. You know, I get to do a lot of local ads for small businesses and businesses that are just opening up here in Ohio. And out of all of them that I've done ads for, there's one that really stands out to me just because of the story behind it, and it's so touching. That would be Footprints and Wax. Now, they are a fairly new small family business they are located between Galleon and Mount Gilead, Ohio. They create all-natural, hand-poured soy wax melts. All-natural, chemical-free face, body, hand, feet, and lip scrubs. Chemical-free products that help eliminate 
many dangerous toxins from entering the home and our bodies. They also create hand-painted, beautiful wooden ornaments for any occasion, the perfect gift for loved ones. And with the holidays just around the corner, who could pass up on their wide variety of gift baskets they have to offer? Pricing is reasonable and affordable. They provide a professional and speedy process while also trying to maintain the highest quality of products for their customers. Working hours are Monday through Sunday, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. For more information, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, or on their webpage at www.footprintsinwax.com. Or you can call the owner, Missy Boggs, area code 419-569-1222 for further questions. And tell them that Charles Nash from Political Theater sent you. Thanks, folks. back ladies and gentlemen here i got ryan adams with to be young is to be sad good song old it is an old song but it is a a really funny song it's it's actually been heard on on quite a few different uh movies uh over the last couple years but um it, it's one of those favorite songs of mine so i just i randomly folks just like to to, to bring in uh, different music from different generations and different times when we come back from commercial break. Just so I, I give it a little bit of a mix up here. So again, that was Ryan Adams with To Be Young, To Be Sad. Now, again, getting back into the topic of which we were just talking. Again, I have guest with me. He's running for the open candidate at for the, uh, well, let me say this again. He's open as running as an open candidate for the Ohio governorship, if I can get the wording out of my mouth. Uh, this would be uh, Craig Marks. Again, he is here with us today. But before we went to break, I was telling him that uh, he has some, some of the stuff that he's talking about, topics-wise. He has a lot uh, in common with um, J.D. Vance, who's, again, he is running for the uh, U.S. Senate election here in Ohio. And I want to read off a couple things here. He, he is, one of the things he has in common with you, uh, Craig, is his views on um, childlessness and against the court systems, mm -hmm. how they kind of play on uh, keeping a nuclear family divided. Correct. Uh, that's one of his stances. He's, he talks about divorce, uh, same thing with domestic abuse, exactly what you were talking about here. I mean, very, very close. His, his views on those topics are almost spot on. He has a problem with the justice system here in Ohio as well. He's saying that, again, 
like you were talking about, you've got a lot of judges that are corrupt and that are on the payroll. And we have individuals who know that they're corrupt and we have, we have no, no safety net to go after these individuals, nor anybody that's in power that's wanting to go after them because they're in their pockets. Yeah. And you have to have a lot of money to go after them too. Yeah. He's also, he talks about, um, he, he talks about the issues facing the school systems. And that's a big one that I hear all the time. I, I know when, you know, earlier when we were on break, we were talking about some of the issues uh, facing some of the schools. I was talking about one of the write-ups here from the Marion Star about um, Marion City school system and, and 40 teachers resigning almost simultaneously right after the, the, the 2021 year ended for summer break. I mean, that's a lot of teachers to walk right out the door. Yeah, it is. So he's got some things on here. I'm not going to go into everything because I, I don't, uh, you know, he's not here and I'm not here promoting him. But it, you, you guys have some key common ground. And I bring it up because I'm trying to get your name out there. I, I want more people to know who you are. It, just if they're not listening here on this show, you know, I, I know you said you've got some events you're going you're to be going to, but I, that's how I, that, that's how you're going to have to get yourself out there and maybe talking to, to him or other individuals for getting the party, uh, you know, about what you're wanting to do. Maybe some, some, in, these individuals can get your help, get your name out there, you know, put the parties aside. Sure. And that's why I appreciate you having me here today is the more I talk or as people listen, uh, they'll get a feel for me and who I am and what I would like to get accomplished. Uh, again, if I could be specific about, uh, you know, things I would like to get accomplished, uh, uh, going back to the schools and education, uh, six words that I had to legally remove uh, from my classroom, per the state of Ohio, the words forgiveness, understanding, compassion, humility, appreciation, valor, those words are going to go into the school system. 660 schools in Ohio, uh, approximately, you know, that's what the kids are going to see in terms of their environment, which is a good environment. And uh, I know when I had to remove those words, you know, a lot of the students were very uh, disappointed. Uh, they were upset. They liked it better you know, being surrounded by those words, you know, but, uh, so that's something we're definitely going to do with the school system because it's good for kids and it's the right thing to do. And it was absolutely insane, uh, that the state of Ohio said that those words are too spiritual and, uh, and can't be in a, in a school classroom or school setting. And, uh, you know, the word that they specifically pulled out was appreciation and they had a, a big issue with that, which again, to me, that goes back to, we have to get, uh, into the common sense roots that we have, uh, versus what the state has become, you know, under, under the same leaders, uh, and I appreciate you bringing up J.D. Vance. I really don't know much about the guy. I know he's a younger guy like myself. Um, but from what you have said, uh, it sounds like, uh, yeah, him and I might resonate along uh, yeah. some similar lines, which it's good. It's good to get around people that kind of have a, a similar vision uh, that you do. So, yeah, I can reach out to him. Uh, that's a good idea. Well, one thing with the, <clears throat> with the school, especially here in Ohio, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this article here to you 
I know this is and this takes place in New Jersey, but I'm telling you, and, and all my listeners know this about me. I get so many complaints about the school system and the school unions here in Ohio because they're all interlinked state to state. So I got this article here. I, I want your opinion on this because it goes right into how they're, they're taking common sense, like the, the wording they wanted you to remove and that you had to remove. Yeah, and I had to sign legal documents. Yeah, it goes hand in hand with this, how crazy this is. So I got this news article here. It's Fox News. It, it came out today. It says New Jersey's teachers unions condemn parents as extremists in new political ad. This is what we've come to, not just federally, but state-wise breaking down the attack on parents. I was not a fan of the teachers' union. I didn't feel it was necessary. In fact, I think the teachers' union, like courts, uh, made things a lot worse uh, for some situations uh, between a few principals uh, and I. We had some issues, and they would have to be taken through uh, the unions, which becomes like this middleman, and then it's a game of telephone. And like, look, here, well, let me just talk to the person directly rather than going back and forth uh, through the unions. And then some union members don't show up, and there's just issues. So, look, if you're a school teacher and you do something to lose your job, it's it's probably uh, you know very justified. You shouldn't need a group banding together to try to help you. And sometimes, uh, you know. It, the union can do the opposite effect. Uh, I don't want to use a teacher's name, but you know, an older guy that, uh, you know, probably should have retired years before he did, but he would come in in the mornings and you could smell the alcohol. I mean, it was bad. You know, he was significantly, uh, sometimes drunk where he would, he would kind of wobble and you're thinking, well, wait a minute, you, you're going to have students come in your classroom soon. And the union, you know, made sure he kept his job till the end of the year because of all the year's service and whatnot. So, you know, I understand they're trying to play good guy. Hey, we're just trying to help this guy. He's a teacher. Yeah. He's having a hard time. But at the same time, Hey, look, this is kind of repeated where he comes into school. And I mean, he, it's morning time. He really smells of alcohol. He's a teacher. He shouldn't, you know, so, you know, sometimes they're, they're keeping people on where, Hey, look, if you're a teacher and you come into school drunk, you, your job's going to, it's gone. Like you can't, you can't do that. You have to have enough common sense that when you're going in front of kids, it's a classroom. You're kind of like, uh, in a sense, you're like an actor and you're on and you have to be on, you know, you got to have a good positive energy. You got to smile. You got to keep it positive for the kids. Even if you're not having a great day, you still, you know, you go with that. And, uh, you know, if you're coming into the classroom where you're inebriated, um, you know, you're slurring and you, you smell of that, you shouldn't be around kids. That should be common sense. So well, what, the unions do the opposite effect sometimes. What's funny about that is, though, you would think that would be an automatic dismissal. But yet they protected him. But yet when you have words of, that, that's, that's the main focal. That, that's what we've got to go after. We have to go after words of encouragement and accomplishment, self-growth, because somehow or another that's offensive. Hence why I said I'm not a fan of unions. Exactly. I mean, you get it. Um, so, yeah, I think we – a very corrupt judge once told me that the Democratic Party runs and owns the Department of Education. 
said, you can look at the Department of Education as a Democratic Party. And then he said, the Republicans, that's the insurance. It's the insurance companies. Okay, that's run, owned by Republicans. It's interesting in life that I have experience in education and I have experience in uh, insurance. And I could see what that judge was saying to me about uh, the parties, the Democrat and Republican, and being so associated and affiliated with insurance companies and the, the schools. I mean, again, the insurance companies, that's the only thing in life anybody has to buy by law. They made it a law. It's, it's, it's illegal if you don't buy something, and that something is insurance. And that's it. I mean, you don't have to buy anything else in life. You don't have to buy food. You don't have to buy water. You don't have to buy shelter for your kids, but you have to buy insurance. And if you don't, ooh, the law will come after you, the enforcement guys with guns, because you got to pay up. You got you got to pay. What am I paying for? Well, you're paying for a contract. You're paying for a promise just in case something hypothetical happens in the future. Well, that's insanity. I don't want to pay for something that hypothetically I might not use in the future because I don't have the money for it. I need to use my money for something else. Shouldn't I have the right to use my money for anything I want to? Isn't that why it's called my money? Why should I have to buy anything? So that's just insane to me that people have to buy insurance. So they should look into the legislative branch or the Capitol, which I just say is a big insurance building. Uh, and then they should look at the Department of Education as, hey, are the Democrats really running the Department of Education? It seems so, um, considering that uh, I couldn't have the word humility in a classroom. I couldn't have the word compassion in my classroom. I had to remove the word appreciation. I had to remove the word forgiveness. I mean, this is crazy to me, but it was the reality that I lived. And it was kind of like, well, you just got to do what you're supposed to do. And, you know, I'm probably like, you know, some of these other former teachers now that you're out. And I've been out of education since 2013. You know, I have no problem being candid about some of the realities in education. They're not good. And I like to kind of keep things more positive and hopefully on a lighter note, um, you know, considering the state we're in, you know, that's kind of what's needed. Um, but, uh, you know, I think the Department of Education uh, is most likely run by the Democratic Party and it needs to not be. Okay, it needs to be run by the parents who should be in charge first and foremost. Okay, not the teachers or the principal or the school district who feels that they have parental rights over the kids. That that's backwards and it got flipped. And I don't know when it happened, but the parents are the parents and they should be in charge first and foremost uh, with the kids. And if you are a good parent. Uh, you want what's best for the kids. You want them in an environment that's a good, loving, caring environment that uh, you know shows kids helping other kids. And when you see uh, one child or one student harming another, you have to put a stop to that. It's like a tourniquet. You have to stop it. And there are ways to do that, um, uh, to teach, uh, you know, if you want to call them the outliers, the kids that, hey, they're not getting the discipline aspect where, you know, be nice to other kids. And, you know, that's something that we're trying to teach. You have to learn. Um, and, uh, you know, when you see kids mistreating other kids, you know, that goes into life. That's probably, you know, uh, the, the ones that grow up and, and they're ruthless to where they have no problem hurting people later in life because they were never taught at a young age. Hey, look, you should be looking to help people, not hurt them, um, not cheat them, um, not deceive them, don't manipulate them. Uh, you know, don't shortchange people. Just, you know, hey, be honest, be forthcoming, and uh, 
again, it goes back to these common sense things. I don't think I'm saying anything tonight that's revolutionary. Um, I, I think, you know, when I speak, if people are listening, uh, a lot of it they can agree with is, yeah, hey, I mean, it's making sense. And that's what I'm hoping to kind of get out there and for people to see. I, I'm not like a Mike DeWine. I'm not like a Nan Whaley. I'm not a typical politician. I, uh, I don't have the experience in politics, which, again, I feel is a, is a strength. And uh, I'm motivated. Let me ask you this before we, we kind of shift topics here because I'm running out of time. Do you support um, average individuals here in Ohio, parents who who agree with this that that the schools and the, te- the you know the school administration, the unions don't have the power; they have the power over the sale of their children. Would, would you su- do you support uh, average parents going out and running for power positions like school boards? try to tackle some of these issues that's going on. Yeah, absolutely. That's what has to happen in my mind. And it is in a way, it just takes time. That's the variable here. Uh, time's relative. And when we want things to happen fast, we think, hey, you know, in a couple months, this should happen. Where is in the reality of time, it takes a lot longer uh, for enough people to even uh, make the decision to run and then go for it uh, and then see what happens. But uh I think you're seeing that. You mentioned Scott Weibling earlier. Uh, I know I decided to run for governor uh, right around the same time that he decided to run for school board. And it was, we were looking at the the way that uh, things were in society and our culture and our lives. And hey, well, what can we do to put ourselves in a position to, to actually do something? And Scott did a great job and you know, he got elected. He's on the school board and he, He's looking to do positive things with the school. And, you know, I'm in a similar position right now uh, where I'm putting myself out there uh, for governor and for, I believe, good, just reasons. Um, It's just a matter of connecting to the people. Um, When you don't have the money to run all the ads to get on the mainstream, uh, you're not known. And again, this is a popularity contest. So I have to at some point be known before November 8th. Um, in order to win. Um, but uh, regardless, I want to at least get ideas out there and talk uh, as much as I can and meet as many people as I can to give uh, an idea of an overall feel uh, of who I am. Now, full disclosure too, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to fool people. You know, I do have uh, a side uh, where I am tenacious and uh I can, I can be very defensive towards myself or my family. Like I feel like any father uh, could. Um, so I am, I am a normal person. Uh, tonight I, I choose not to, I don't, I, I'm not going to use profanity, but you know, in my life I, I do. And I have, uh, I like to drink crown Royal every now and then uh, from my grandpa. I think he gave me my first sip when I was about three years old. Um, so I can relate to people that, uh, you know, if they like to smoke a cigar or get their buzz, however, you know, I, I do feel like I'm a very normal, relatable guy. Um, I'm somebody that uh, you can approach or, you know, I like to look people in the eye and connect with them. Um, but again, that's why I appreciate coming here because I know the more I talk and people listen, they kind of get an overall sense of, uh, I guess, what type of person that, that I am or I'm striving to be. 
No, I, I and 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 you're one hundred percent correct with with what you're you're wanting to get across here. You've got to get your name out. And again, I'm look. I do a podcast, folks. Everybody knows this. It, it does go over iHeartRadio. I have many. I have over right now twenty seven outlets that carries the show. Uh. Antenna Cast, you name it, Google Podcasts, Apple, lots. And that's not me trying to give myself a big head here or promote myself. But in your in your case here, you do have to get your name out. You have definitely got to get yourself out there to the public. And before we're done with tonight, I, I mean, I want you to give any type of me, you know, social media outlet, anything that you've got where people can get information if they need it to see who you are just besides hearing it here. And it's, it's going to help you tremendously. Uh, you know, that when, you, when, we, when you first got here, we were talking off air and we were talking about Scott Weibler. And Scott has been on here and he did win. Folks. And I'm not saying I contributed to that. That's not what I'm implying. Scott started the race for, you know, school board member for the Marion City Schools. He started a little bit late in his campaign, but he put himself out there like you're doing and just kept hammering at home, kept hammering the values, kept hammering the problems that he knew was plaguing the school district. There was a write up today over that. Like I said earlier, from, from the Marion Star, not trying to promote them. But it had a good point in the write-up. It was from the point of the teacher on why all of these teachers were resigning. And they said the only reason they stayed was because of him and Rocky Radcliffe, who also was on the show and got elected. And they were getting their name out there to resonate with the people in Marion, the parents from the school district that's been having problems, the teachers, the administration. That's where they hammered it home. And it, is it impossible for someone like Craig Marks here to, to be a writing candidate, not have the Republican Party or the Democratic Party pushing your name? Yes, it's still. Yes, you, you could win it. It just takes people knowing who you are. And that's why I, I'm going to keep pushing. This. Right. And that's where the exponential growth comes in. That's E to the X for the mathematics people here. Uh, and if... I take this link and I send it uh, out to people and then they send it to people. I mean, everybody understands how that can work or I post it on, uh, there's a site called ain't on up, which is kind of interesting. It's almost like a Twitter. It kind of has the same format of Twitter. Um, that's been around maybe a year, year and a half or we go social. That's an interesting one too. So I put some things out here and there. Um, but yeah, ultimately that is the goal is to get as many people as possible to at least hear my name and some ideas that I have or what I want to do uh, so they could decide if they would want to vote for me. Um, you know, I, I'm hoping people start to look beyond just what we have done for decades and decades and decades, which is just, Hey, look, who's on the ballot. Do you want this guy or, Usually it's the other guy, but in this case here, you can take the older guy that's in around 80 years old, 
Okay. And no disrespect to older people. Again, I just feel like if you're around that age, you should just be off enjoying life. Don't have the stress of, of, the, of the job of the governorship. And then, uh, the other one, uh, the, the candidate is, uh, is a woman who, uh, you know, you could pick her and a lot of people will vote for her cause she's a woman and they just want to see a woman win. So that's why they're going to vote that way. But I guess everybody's votes their vote. Uh, someone might vote for me just cause, Hey, it's a young guy. He's 41. I'll give him a shot. But, uh, it's hard, uh, as a write-in candidate, just because your name's not there, it's not someone to bubble in. You actually, have a little line and you gotta, you gotta write that name, Craig Marks in order for that, uh, vote to count and be valid. Um, so, you know, whether I win or lose, uh, it's, it's, to me, it's about getting out there and running. And even if I have some ideas that spawn and take off, or you never know what comes from, uh, people who, uh, agree and they're on a similar trajectory as you and you never know how people can help each other out uh in, in, in ways um so all in all i'm probably just like a lot of people that uh like you're seeing with this jd vance and some younger type people that are now or whether it's school boards you're getting into or anything is you know you're getting into something because you're tired of seeing the same people okay so here i don't want uh him or her so who else? Well, here, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And, uh, you know, I think that that could, that could trend or maybe that's what we're seeing now, like with what you're mentioning um, with Liz Cheney, you know, she's been in a long time. She's out of there. Um, uh, so we'll see where things end up. Uh, and, you know, I'll, I'll do my best to give a lot of energy towards this and get my name out there and talk to as many people as possible um, and uh, just kind of see what happens. All right, well, <clears throat> Craig, I'm going to end the show here. We're 25 minutes in. You've got about four minutes left here. So what I'm going to do, because everybody hears my big mouth all the time, and it's, it's not always what everybody wants to hear, because they hear me almost twice a week. And again, I want to get you poised and your information out there before my voice. So... Last four minutes is yours. Any anything that you would like to say to listeners that's tuning in or tuning in for the first time? It's all the mic is, is yours. All right. Put out information about maybe, like I said, anything coming up that you're going to be at sites, anything like that, where they can get information about you. Just give them a rundown here. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, first of all, if you have listened this entire time. Uh, thank you, because I know it's hard to give about an hour and a half of your time and your focus uh, to hear other people and their thoughts and ideas. Um, so I do appreciate your time. Uh, second of all, just a quick rundown, a recap of as governor, uh, if you write the name Craig Marks in as a write-in candidate, uh, what I would like to accomplish is school reform, uh, again, feeding kids healthy uh, really increasing the self-efficacy of all the students. Uh, the second part of what I'd like to accomplish as governor is really looking into the court system uh, and uh, taking the judges uh, and attorneys and magistrates and really kind of putting pressure on them and auditing them, if you will, on, uh, on what they're doing each day and case by case uh, and seeing if there's anything out of the norm in terms of corruption. Um, so, 
that would be uh, my main focus. Um, after that, I guess I kind of wanted to pick your brain if I okay. can. I know, yeah, we got a couple minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on your overall feel of, of this state, where we are currently, so we're just uh, over mid-August mm -hmm. of uh, 2022, and uh, I guess I, what do you feel in terms of politics – uh, where things are headed or just here in Ohio or in general all over both so here's what I I feel about Ohio I have said this for well since since the primary uh, a lot of people have buyer's remorse for Mike DeWine I think you have a shot if you can get yourself out there um, and, and get your name recognized. You, you'll have a shot. You have good ideas. And that's not me trying to be a suck-ass. That's, that's me being honest. Here's, though, if you, if you don't get yourself out there, here's where I think it's going to go for Ohio. I think Nan Whaley, even though she's a Democrat, and I hear a lot of people say they don't like her because she really hasn't done anything for Dayton, I think it'll swing her way. Here's my reasoning. And I said this when Renacy and Blystone lost the DeWine. I said the reason that was going to happen was because of the simple fact people have buyer's remorse about Mike DeWine. And two, if they put in a Democrat with all these Republican chairs here in Ohio, it's a lame duck situation. She can't do anything. She can't do anything. So that's where I think Ohio is going to be. I think Nan Whaley, if you don't get yourself out there enough to be more recognizable, and it is possible. I, I know we're, we're approaching November quickly. It is possible. If, I'll say it this way. If Ross Perot... God rest his soul. If Ross Perot can go out as an independent, no party affiliation, and can run for presidency and almost win it and almost beat out the Republican nominee, it's it's not out of the realm of possibility. Right, and he might have won that. Was that George Bush, the old yes. man? That uh, you don't know how long elections have been rigged and what you know. Father becomes president, son becomes president. I was in kindergarten. I remember this. I was in Miss Rich's classroom in Cardington Elementary School. If you're listening to this, Miss Rich, there's talking out there to you. Great teacher, by the way. But no, I watched that. And I under I can remember that again. I was in kindergarten when that was on. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. And that was 30-some years ago. Now, that that's my take on where I think it's going to go. I, I have a hard time believing that little Garth is, is going to get the majority of votes. The only reason he won, in my opinion, the primary for the Republican Party, and I, I tried to score that interview with Blystone, and he had two other radio outlets tell him, look, you're in line with Jim Renacci on a lot of policies, you're not pulling well. 
This was three months before the primary. He didn't listen. They said, you're going to split the vote. If you're that concerned about putting DeWine out, why don't you join with Renacy, who is the closest percentage-wise to beating DeWine, and just take him out that way? No, we couldn't do that. It split the vote. I said this two months out before it happened, and that's what happened. They literally split the vote. Now, for everybody at the Blystow fans, I'm not saying he shouldn't have stayed in. I'm not saying that. He has every right to run. He should have come on the show. Well, that too, but he, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. They didn't want to, and I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I think he had bad PR reps within his own organization, and it just annihilated him. He pushed more to rural areas, You ha and that's great. You do have to throw yourself out there at the big cities, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Columbus. You have to, or you're not going to win it. And that's where he lagged. He won the rural areas. He even creamed Renacy in that. But he could not tackle the big areas where Renacy and DeWine was running it. That's the majority of your votes. Yeah. DeWine has a lot of name recognition. His name has been around for a long time, and people get comfortable with that. They just assume, you know, if they're looking at their life and things are kind of gravy and not too bad, and, oh, it's DeWine, okay, here, I, you know, we'll vote for the guy. You know, so they pick up votes that way. Um, but uh, I agree with everything you're saying. I think uh, you and I are in line uh, politically as well. Um, so I could get a feel from listening to you and, and you as well as me. And that's what, what I'm saying with the whole running for governor as a writing candidate. If there's other people out there that are like uh, you are and, and like I am and how you've mentioned J.D. Vance wants to, to look into court corruption and he wants to look into education in terms of making it better. OK, so here him and I are uh, aligned in, the, in that aspect. So I think that a lot of people have to get together and say, here, who are we? closest aligned with and uh i don't know i just don't feel like mike dewine and nan whaley are the solution for ohio now now i'll answer your next part that kind of that two-part question and i've got something to add with that as well because okay. what you just said aligning with familiarities with how where you where you stand not so much politically wise but you know in terms of where you want to go with your ideas and you gave, you know, like I talked about with J.D. Vance as an example. To answer the second part to your, your question, where do I look at it besides Ohio? Do I see a red wave coming? Yes and no. I think you're seeing it already with the picks that are winning, that's being uh, handled by Donald Trump. I think Trump owns the, the GOP. I, I do. And I said this the other night. I'm going to repeat this again. The drive-by media and the Democratic Party right now are dumbasses. Here's why. You had four years under Donald Trump, bitch, the entire time about how he was the worst president ever. Orange man bad. Okay, so if you want to defeat your opponent, what's the first thing you do? You don't give him airtime. I mean, that's just common sense. You don't give him free advertisement. I don't care if it's calling him the worst human being in the world. And then you continue to run on that narrative. 
day after day after day. And they make fun of everything with this whole Trump derangement syndrome, but that's what this is. They run on this. And so when you drive it into people's heads, it's kind of like when I get back when I say, look at Howard Stern in the 90s. They did a poll. Well, why do you listen to him? Well, I think he's great. To the people that hate him. Well, why do you listen to him? I want to hear what he says next. Well, if you don't like him, why do you listen? Well, I got to know. I got to know what I got to complain about. So then you wonder why he's the number one disc jockey in the United States. It's the same thing with Donald Trump. Then you have the raid that went down here a week and a half ago. Now what do we have? It's dominating all of the news outlets, even the negative side of the drive-by news. You go to CNN, that's the top thing. He's going to jail. They're going to pull out these records. They've got other records on him. They're going to use this on the January 6th committee. You're giving him free coverage again. You know he's going to run in 2024. Shut the hell up. Don't give him free airtime. Well, it's like waking a sleeping giant is, is what you've done because now you have people that feel violated from the election. Now they feel violated because they're watching President Trump get violated. And, you know, they take that personally. And then they also wonder, well, can that happen to us? I mean, that happens to Donald Trump. Next thing you know, people are going to get a knock at the door. Hey, we'll come search through here. And, you know, these unannounced visits. And again, it's all intimidation. And a lot of it is violating people's privacy rights. And, uh, you know, for it to happen on that scale, again, people can see now, here's what a signature did here. This guy just signed it. Well, any judge that doesn't like anybody could just hear, I signed this. And, you know, you already put people through that process where, you know, you come in and you surprise violate them. And, uh, you know, you don't document things properly. And what that does is that takes its toll on somebody's life. It'll be interesting to see how Trump handles this. I think he's handling it so far like I would, uh, which is, you know, he's pretty much putting out there on his uh, truth social platform, um, uh, kind of like how he used to tweet. And it's just the hard cold facts and the truth. You know, he wants to see the affidavit and he's pounding that home. And he, you know, here he's, uh, he's saying his rights were violated and so you're kind of seeing how uh, he's handling it, which I think is, is actually good for the country to see here. Now, here's how, watch what Trump does, and here's how you're going to handle corruption. You know? So to answer your question, for the national level, in, in a nutshell, yeah. I think you're going to see a change in the Senate. I think you're going to see a change in the House. I guaranteed for the House, that's going to happen. I still think you're going to see a change in the Senate. As for the White House, I'm not going to make a prediction because we're still almost two years away from that. But this is what I will say about that. It sure as hell isn't going to be Joe Biden because Joe Biden has to be reined in by the Easter Bunny on the White House lawn. He shakes hands with nobody. He bumps fists with people who are not our allies. Bumps fists like a thug. He has dementia. It's been documented. They know this. When your own party starts to buck you, and they're already throwing out names for, for, for potential running, you know, nominees for the for the, the Democratic Party. 
it's not good. And they're not going to support him. No. Yeah. You need fresh blood. You need some younger energy. You know, a John F. Kennedy type guy who, uh, you know, John F. Kennedy was in his 40s. He was a young guy. And I think that's what people, especially in our time period, in our upcoming time period, I feel like that's what people are yearning for. They want that. They want to see a younger person who's got more energy and vigor and stamina that can go out and shake people's hand and smile at them and, you know, maybe jog around or jump rope or dribble some basketballs. Uh, I don't know. Something other than. You know, I know we're all trying to be nice when someone gets older because it's toward the end of their lives and you just, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. But, you know, this is really affecting people's livelihoods and their every, every day events and, uh, and, you know, people deserve more and they've been through hard times. Uh, a lot of people have over these last several years and it's like uh, a reward has to be given. And it's not the same old, same old, uh, you know, we need, uh, different leadership in all facets. Like you mentioned, uh, not just up at the federal level, but all the way down to school boards. And, and, uh, I think we could do that. It's just people have to really demand change and get involved. And, uh, you know, it's like with what you're doing, uh, you're doing something you're passionate about and you got involved in this and, uh, you know, it's making ripples out. It's, it's doing good. And that that's a testament towards you. I want to be similar. I want to go out and I want to do something I'm passionate about, whether that's speaking, meeting with people, you know, facilitating change uh, in a positive direction. Then uh, that's what I want to do. So. And, and that's what I was going to get at with the second part that I was going to throw at you, resonating with people of the same nature in which you're, you're wanting to take you know, your, your practices and, and, and apply it to help people. And what I was going to get at with that was, if I can keep a straight, cohesive thought here going in my mind, was in order for you, in order for you to kind of get your name out there, you're, you're going to have to, I'm not going to say you're not going to, you're going to have to rely, but you're, you're going to also have to, Throw your hat in the ring, so to speak. Not with a party, but you're going to have to kind of throw your hat in the ring out there with people that align with your ideas, with what you're wanting to do. That's why I threw out there JD Vans. You guys align on certain things. And then you, there's going to be things that you don't click on. But I think if you throw yourself out, especially to, you know, events that are coming up between now and the election and get your name out there. You, you, that is the biggest thing. Well, if anybody is listening to this and, and wants to email me, you could contact me directly. Uh, my email is Craig Marks at pep in the step.com. That's P E P I N T H E S T E P.com. And I do have a website, pepinthestep.com. It's under construction right now. It'll be available uh, very soon. Uh, but the email, Craig Marks at pepinthestep.com, uh, I do get those. I can respond to emails. It's no problem. Or if you uh, would like me to speak somewhere or just an event uh, to meet. And uh, I'm all for like town halls, you know, good old fashioned microphone. Um, 
I have one of those where I can stand up with my microphone and speaker and people, we could pass the speaker and ask questions or, you know, pass the microphone and I'll answer questions and talk. And again, it's to try to get uh, people uh, a feel for me. And uh, if you're voting for someone, you want to know who you're voting for. No, I, I completely agree with you. Now, folks, I am, I'm running a little bit over, but I am, I'm out of time this evening. So we're going to wrap up the show here. I want to, again, uh, Craig Marks, thank you for coming back on the show. Thanks for contacting me. I appreciate that. Um, the mic will always be open to you or anybody else that would like to come at any time. Just let me know in the future. Yeah, I know Kenny Norris, the lieutenant governor on the ballot with me, definitely wants to come and uh, speak to you. Mm -hmm. And uh, the three of us can uh, talk about some things. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So he's he is welcome at any time. And that's that's going to be something else, too. People's going to want to hear who your lieutenant governor would be and what his values are as well. Uh, that's that's a must. They're going to want to know who your running mate is. Sure. Um, again, I want to thank also all of my listeners. I I could not have something like this show if I didn't have you, the listening audience. So again, thank you for tuning in. If you're somebody that's new and this resonates with you, continue to come back. Tell your friends, tell your coworkers. You might learn some information that you didn't know. You know, as Rush Limbaugh used to say, folks, everybody starts off with a brain full of mush. You just have to take that step to harden that mush and turn it into actual critical thinking, but you got to get out there and be able to listen, look up your own information from what you're hearing and come to a, a conclusion on what you believe or you don't believe. And that's what I try to give everybody here. I also want to thank my Think Local First businesses. Again, if you are a business, if you would like free advertisement, there's three ways to contact me. You can contact me at politicaltheater114 at gmail.com. You can also contact me by telephone, telephone number 740-802-7936. Or you can go to Political Theater. It's under Charles Nash on Facebook. You can't miss it. You'll see the Political Theater poster here of me, my face. It's in red, white, and blue. You cannot miss it. It looks like something out of an old Ronald Reagan presidential poster. Cannot miss it, folks. I'm telling you, it's, it's recognizable to anybody who goes there. And you can just drop me a line on there as well. So again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I will be back on here Tuesday of next week. So until next time, stay safe and thanks for tuning in. Good night, folks.